Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, stories from our adventures, and bring on awesome guests to share insights into their travelsome lives. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out our detailed show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob and I've got my pal Angie, who she was with us before chatting all about the Bahamas. Um, she's back. Hello, Angie. Say hello. Hi, Rob. <laughs> um, today we are, I'm really excited because I've gotten to write two books and you have a book coming out and I, I, I'm really thrilled to actually hear about the creation of your book because Flirting with Disaster is such a different, it's a different genre of book. It's a different level of personal story <laughs> than, yeah. than my books. So I'm really thrilled to dig into that and yeah, and kind of expose you to the world. So, well, you know, might as well get it over with because once the book's out, <laughs> everybody's going to know everything anyway. So let's do this thing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, um, you know, let's, let's kind of start at the beginning. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar with Angie, this is Miss Angie Orth. Um, she runs Angie Way. She has been, she's worked in PR. She's been kind of my boss lady in the past. Now she's my esteemed colleague. What else would you like people to know about you before we start talking about your book? Gosh, um, I'm also the podcast host for Traveling with AAA. That's relatively new, so super fun. I'm an actual podcast host myself now, and I love it. And I love it. I love listening to your episodes. You are a good hostess. I love it so much. I didn't know. I don't know. I've been missing out on podcasting. It's really fun. I, I know. It, it's like for all of us who wanted to be radio DJs when we were a kid because we'd call into radio stations. Now we get to do it ourselves. Love yes. It. I should start playing songs too. Just be like this one goes out to all the lovers tonight. I would love that. Well, here's <laughs> a question going out to all the potential writers in the world. Yeah. Um, why did you write a book? What inspired you to want to? Because I remember years ago, you saying, I'm working on my book. I'm going to work on my book. This is going to happen. And I never knew what you had planned on writing about. But there was clearly always this wild hair you had to follow. Yeah, it's always been there. I don't know. I, I was a voracious reader as a kid. And I loved that escapism into other worlds. And then travel became a part of my life. And I don't know, it just always seemed like the thing I, I was going to do, like the ultimate dream, right, was to write a traditionally published book. And I didn't always know what that was going to look like. Um, but I, I did always know that I wanted to do it. And I always knew that I wanted to be a writer. And I have done that in so many different ways, between PR and marketing and as a blogger and as a freelance journalist. Um, so I don't know. I think this is just sort of the the next step in my writing journey and and truly the the culmination of my my life dreams, my life's work thus far. Yeah. And so the way that your book is set up, it's the way you've described it to me almost sounds like it is a memoir written in the style of a novel. Is it, it, do I understand that correctly? Because I haven't gotten to read your book yet. You haven't sent me an arc. So I'm just saying. <sighs> I know. I know. I'm working on it. It's coming. Um, yes. So it's a memoir. And I would say 
Yeah, it kind of is set up like like a novel. It's got a plot. It's got the ups and downs. It's got the the ending and the build up. It's got it's got all those things. I took all that into account when I was writing it. And I suppose there are there are lessons to be learned and there there's a lot in there about the things I did wrong and but not so much like beating you over the head with it. Like, here's what I did and you should do this. There's there's nothing like that. It's really just this is my story. This is what I did. This is how it worked out. And here we are. So um, definitely has all the plot and plot twists that you might expect in a novel. But it's all true. But it's all true. I love that. That's but it's all true. <laughs> that's a great tagline. Yeah. Um, and and something else that you've mentioned in the past, when we've talked about this, you know, you've got stories from travel stories from work. You've also talked about that. There is some elements of like kind of the spiritual warfare side of, of stuff in your life. Do you feel like you were able to really tell more intensely personal stories, writing it for a book than you would normally share either, you know, via, via the blog in your, you know, monthly recaps that you do or via social media? Do you feel like you've really peeled back a layer that is uncomfortable? (laughs) 100%. I think people who have known me all these years are going to be surprised at the things they learn about me and the things they never knew, uh, the things that went on during the time, you know, that the book is set, uh, things about growing up in my childhood. There's, it's so much more personal. It's truly not like anything I've ever written ever, ever, ever. So I'm, I was really, really happy that I got to write the book that I wanted to and didn't have to fit it into any other, you know, I write travel guide kind of stuff. And so I was always worried that that's what I would be pigeonholed into as a writer, but I really did get to write the book I wanted and tell the story that I wanted. But yeah, it's, it's, it's travel. It's a travel story. It takes place. That's sort of the the whole foundation is the travel and the places that we go to and the sights and the smells and the adventures. But there's, there's so much more in that. There's gosh, like you said, spiritual stuff, scary stuff, relationship stuff, just all these things that you don't get the luxury of talking about on your travel blog, you know, because no, travel blogs, you, you have to answer people's questions, no. not rattle on about the guy you dated in, in London, you know? Oh. So it's definitely different. Yeah. Chapter two. Um, so, <laughs> so with that and getting to like write those stories and tell those, did you find, cause I've, I've been through the book writing process where, you know, you're mm-hmm. submitting, you're submitting your words to an editor. They are sometimes giving you feedback that you're completely not ready for. And sometimes they're like, this is great. I fixed some grammar. Like, mm-hmm. did you feel like each time that you kind of peeled back another chapter that, you were going to be told, oh, this can't be in the book or this has no place in this sort of storytelling. Was there anything like that that really discouraged you in the process? Uh, Probably the real, I don't know, obstacle, discouragement has been myself this whole time. It's insecurity in in my story. And should I say this? And do I have the chops? And and can I do it? And does anybody want to read this? And, you know... Like all that kind of nonsense you go through in your head as, I mean, I would say as an artist, you know, just anybody who creates, you, you wonder if, if anybody's going to receive this from you in the way you intended it. And so it's really been me kind of in my own way. My editor was amazing. Um, she had some incredible suggestions and nothing that broke my heart or like 
ruined my life or my day. You know, it was all just really professional. And I'm like, yes, I should cut that paragraph out. You're so right. That's, that's superfluous. I don't need that. Or, you know, questioning a word choice. And, and usually I could just say, no, I picked it because of this. And they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So it was such a nice collaboration. And I think as bloggers, we don't really have anyone looking over our shoulder at our work. Except so for we, readers who also want to be trolled. <laughs> true. There's Well, you're always going to have the trolls, right? But it's it's a little bit different. So I appreciated the whole new professional level of feedback on my writing. I just haven't had anything like that. And, and it was very encouraging because everybody at my publisher loved it. And instantly were, they were just giving me great feedback. And I was like, are you guys lying? You know, the whole time. I'm like, do you guys say that to all the writers? And it's just been, it's been really positive. And I, the one thing I'm worried about with the book coming out is that it is so personal. Mm-hmm. It's a good book. You know, I'm, I'm a good writer. It's a good book. It's funny, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of folks will review something really negatively. That's not for them. So I, I guess I, you know, nobody wants to get a bad review, but that's coming. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I mean, sure it's coming. I think that's one thing to always keep in mind in anything is don't read the comments. Um, but so a question about that though, and you know, knowing like that you had a really good collaboration, what was the process like for you both in getting somebody to buy into your story or shopping for a publisher? Is that something that you really have some big takeaways with in case you do? I don't know if you got in your contract to option for a second. <laughs> Is it something where you have some tips or advice about the shopping for a publisher? Um, I don't know that I have any tips about that specifically, but I will say that publishing is insane and it makes no sense. And, you know, the way that things are done are not necessarily the the most efficient way or the way I would do things. <laughs> so things are things could be different and they're not. And one of those things is that I had an agent. So first thing I did was get a literary agent, Hmm. um, did that first. And with that, you know, I sent them a book proposal. And then once I was signed by a literary agent, we worked on the proposal together, made it really pretty. And then they shopped it around to the publishers on my half, on my behalf. And that's because I, I had it in my head that I really wanted a traditional publisher and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with indie publishing at all. I just felt like I wanted the built-in marketing and I just wanted somebody who knew the things and I just wanted to be able to focus on on the story. So that was kind of my my idea with that. But there's there are many, many, many ways to publish a book in, you know, the year of our Lord 2024. So, I mean, a, a million ways. Yeah. And so whatever works, you know, if that's your dream, you can do it now so much easier than you could way back in the day. It does not have to be traditionally published. There are, there are options. So I would just say to people, so ask around, talk to people who've done it and get honest feedback on what your book is. Cause I think a lot of us don't necessarily know what we have until we talk it through with some folks who've maybe been through it before. Not every book in the world is, meant to be a traditionally published book. It's just, that's just how it works. And then not every book in the world should be indie. It just, it really depends on the book. So it helps to have feedback. Do you feel like 
what you had in your mind for your book, really you got to, you, you said that you got to create the book you wanted. Did it morph from your initial impression and idea of, I want to create a memoir. I want it to be traditional, pu traditionally published. Did it morph from being very um, kind of dialogue based perhaps to being much more of like a third person storytelling. How, how I haven't read your book yet. So how, what is your kind of voice to it or where did that land as you actually put it on paper? For one thing, it took me 10 years of hemming and hawing and fits and starts to actually get it to a place where I was comfortable even sending it to somebody. It took me four months to write the first chapter to where I was comfortable sending it to somebody. Cause I'm like, I know I have it in me. I just, I just don't want to send out something that's not ready, you know? So, wow, that was, that was a, a whole, a whole thing. But I will say it, it didn't morph that much. A couple of things that morphed the, the tense that I told the story in after I had written my first draft of the whole book, um, I just, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, this whole book needs to be in first person. And like first person present right now. And so I changed everything. That's a massive overhaul. Yeah, it was. And I very nearly asked someone if I could do it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ask. And then I just did it. And one of the favorite pieces of feedback I got, because, you know, I just sent it to my editor. She didn't know what, what was coming. And I sent it to her. And three weeks later, when she got back to me, she was like, do you know how hard it is to write a first person present book and she's like and you did it and it's great yeah. I was like, oh thank god oh, oh yeah god. like i was so nervous the like skill of that and not incorporating any form of foreshadowing or being able to allude to like the knowledge that you do have of a story mm. Mm. that would i would feel so stifled it was well it was challenging too because i have there are flashbacks in the book so that's in a different tense and then um all of it took place. I mean, the, the majority of the story took place in 2011 when I was traveling around the world by myself. So I, I even made sure that songs I mentioned and artists I mentioned and things like that, I wanted to make sure that that happened then or before then. I didn't want any, you know, any new Britney Spears tunes sliding in there. I had to make sure that everything was 2011 and before accurate. So there, there were things I thought of like that and I fact-checked to death. I am fully terrified that there's going to be some layering thing that nobody caught, but I don't know. I guess that's, that's being a writer, right? You're just yeah, a yeah. little bit terrified all the time. <laughs> totally. Well, so that is being a writer. And with that and knowing that that's kind of the state that you're in right now is you're in that limbo between mm -hmm. I'm done and it's ready and mm -hmm. it come out at this exact moment. Are you thinking I want to do this again? Yes. I'm thinking I want to do this forever because writing the book is the kind like this is the kind of storytelling I want to do. It's the kind of storytelling I've always wanted to do. And then you get pulled in different directions and all writing is not equal. So yes, I wrote thousands of words a day as a publicist. That is not the same kind of storytelling, yeah. you know? Um, and, and same thing for, for blog posts. We have to think about things like SEO and reader intent and all of that. That's, that's skillful and, and important and we do it. 
but it's not the same kind of storytelling. So I appreciated being able to tell this story with no thought to SEO or, or any such thing. And that was, that was just a, a treasure. So I would love to keep doing it. I have probably four or five books outlined in my, in my head and in my notes on my iPhone. Um, and I fully intended to have a proposal ready by now for number two, but you know, uh, yeah, it, I'll, you you're, still in, you're still too. in process. <laughs> oh gosh. It's such a weird, weird limbo to be in. Cause yeah, I'm done. Like the hard part is done. So Writing then, the book is done. So then what's next? What, what, like I know what comes next because I've done this, but mm. I'm curious cause you, so I published with Simon and Schuster through Tiller Press. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you are with Hachette. So what mm -hmm. is your next step while you are in limbo? Pretty much uh, marketing. Yeah. Marketing and, and setting up interviews and trying to decide if a book tour makes any sense in 2024. And just, you know, uh, thinking about calling in favors and doing all these things that you don't really want to do mm -hmm. as a person with my personality, you know, but... It, it is what it is. And it's the marketing part of it. That's no fun at all. And I think most authors hate it. Yeah. It's very awkward. It's not fun. It feels self-serving, especially because the book is all about me. Yeah. Like, it, it, hey guys, do me some favors and read all about my life. And then let's talk about me some more. This side it's of it really weird. feels more vulnerable than a lot of the writing. Yes. And you know, I, I went through, really went through it when I was writing it and, and pouring it all out on the page. Now, when I read it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's good. That, that came out. Well, I said what I wanted to say, but before it was on paper, it was just tumultuous. You know, it was tornadoes inside my head. So it's very nice that it's all out there now. And the audiobook is recorded. I just finished that this week. Awesome. That was so much fun. Um, so, and yeah, it's just, <laughs> It's I'm kind of curious because we're, we're talking about this like it is this kind of this elusive genie in a bottle that we don't know what it's going to be like when it comes out. But you do. I would love not for you to give away the farm, but mm. what is the kind of the plot line, the storyline of, you know, of Angie's life on paper? Mm. Yeah. So the general plot of flirting with disaster and like you said, I won't, I won't give away too much because there's so many fun little surprises in there. But the general idea is I, I was working in New York City as a publicist and it was really fun, but I was working myself to death. And I just knew if I didn't get out of there to see the world, maybe I never would. And I had all these expectations from the South pulling me back home and you need to have kids and you need to get married. And what are you doing with your life? Um, so this year around the world was sort of my answer to all these expectations pulling me in different directions. New York had one idea, Florida had another idea and just everybody wanted something different. And so this year was sort of, I'm, I need to go be quiet for a year. And as the, the title alludes, it wasn't quiet. <laughs> there was nothing quiet about traveling alone for a year by myself. So um, there, you know, misadventures and near death experiences and just all the things that happen to you. You think you're going to have this blissful, like yoga, Bali, sunset life and life is insane no matter where you go. So, you know, back home on the road, there's always going to be crazy things going on. So it's, it's that story. It kind of gives you an idea of how I got to be where I am now. 
Mm -hmm. um, as a professional content creator and whatever. Uh, That was the beginning of that for me. So it kind of walks you through very, you know, very breezily, like how I how I got there and sort of a start of my my career, but also with a lot of fun look backs at my very, shall we say, unique childhood. (laughs) So knowing that, you know, you've got childhood, you've got career, you've got the travel and all of this, you know, into perspective, who would you say, besides yourself, because we do these projects for ourselves, who Mm -hmm. did you write this book for? Like, is there a specific either demographic or person at a certain point in their life where you're like, this is the type of person who just needs to read this and take it in? Hmm. I would say probably broadly women, because it's one of those, you know, women's stories. I, I thought I was supposed to do this and then I did this and here's the conclusion I came to. And this is what I learned. It's kind of a coming of age story. So a little more specifically, I would say women, maybe in their twenties who are in teens who are trying to figure things out and like how to live life on their own terms. And, you know, with maybe a, with a religious upbringing that they're trying to figure out what that means as an adult, you know, women broadly, 20 something teen women, more specifically, and then anybody who likes travel, I think will really enjoy it. Um, my the guys in the booth when I was recording the audiobook took four days. And I was just reading to them. And after every chapter, they were just like, Wow, what happens next? And these were men, like grown up men who do not know me. So I was very heartened to know that it was interesting for somebody who's not maybe the target demographic. And I mean, they were completely enraptured and just every day they were like, Oh, can't wait till tomorrow. We want to know what happens. So that's awesome awesome to be able to have a validating experience like that Mm. before it hits the shelves and before it's the public sharing their thoughts. (laughs) That's it. It is. I mean, everybody who's read it provided they've been honest with me, they've really liked it and they've been entertained and, in fact, one of the ladies in my Bible study, she read the chapter that I sent her to her daughters. She's got four daughters that are all, you know, 20 something and younger. And she sent me a video of them reading it and they were all laughing, just laughing. And it made me cry because I was like, that's all I wanted it to do. I just want people to laugh and maybe see things a different way or see see womanhood in a new light or whatever it is. There's There's a lot of ground covered, both literally and figuratively. So I I don't, I hate when people say there's a little something for everyone, but I think everybody could probably find something that speaks to them in the book. You make a cliche sound good. How about that? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Well, a little something for everyone. That's something you hear with so many books, but I get it because you are hitting on so many different kind of life themes that I may not be, you know, a woman looking back at my teens and twenties, but Mm -hmm. I get it. Like, yeah. 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 Well, and I really think it applies to everybody because everybody's been in a place in their life where they weren't sure where to go next or uh-huh. what's the right choice or is there is there a right choice or is it just whatever choice you make? And then, of course, it's the right choice because it's the one you made. Like, ah, uh, how do you how do you figure it out? What if you're single and you're 30 and that's like the kiss of death where you're from? There's just so many things. And I I'm so honored and blown away that I got to write the book I wanted and tell the story that I wanted. So many people told me that was not going to happen. And, and so I know how lucky I am that I really got to tell the story I wanted to. So then here's, here's the kind of the final question I've got about 
this whole fantastic project you've created. In the movie, <laughs> who is going to play you? Reese Witherspoon. Excellent choice. Uh, of course. <laughs> Although, you know, by the time a movie gets made, she's going to be like 60 and I'm going to be 55 or something. So maybe not her, but I always liked Reese Witherspoon to play me in movies. I think okay, she would be great. Solid answer. And then for my character, because I know I'm in your book. <laughs> Never mind. Even though I didn't know you in 2011. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, well. Maybe Next. you'll be, maybe you can be in book two or three. I would love that. Because he, he, so, you know, I have three novels started. And I know, right? What am I going to do with them? I need to sit down <laughs> and do it. And I've got to say, if there was one piece of advice or encouragement that you could give me, and I, I've, I've already mm -hmm. done two books. Mm-hmm. And I am at the point of, can I do this? Should I do this? Is this mm. a, my time? What is your either little nugget of encouragement for me or mm. just dose of reality that I need to hear? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm putting I mean, you on the spot with that one because that's kind of a heavy <laughs> philosophical <laughs> moment. I don't know if it's a nugget of encouragement, but maybe a little advice is write every day, even if it's just 10 minutes. And set a timer because when I sit down and set a timer, I'm like, I'm going to do this for 20 minutes. It usually I do more, but it's the idea of saying, oh, I'm only going to do this. And I just sit down and I start doing it. Then it, the words start to flow. I think if you're, you get out of the flow, that's when it just gets easier and easier and easier to kind of walk away from the project. And the more you're in it, if you're doing it daily, then your brain is marinating on it, even when you're not writing. So it's, it's kind of writing itself in your head. I think that's fantastic advice okay. and kind of actually what I do need to hear because <laughs> I have every intent of conquering one of the books this year. So oh, you can I, do it. You've already I, done I two. Can. You have a podcast. You have two darling children. Like you, you'll be fine. If anybody can do it, it's Mr. Energy over here. <laughs> As I sit here dreaming about taking a nap this afternoon. Um, I know. <laughs> Well, well, is there Me anything too. else that you want to share either about your book or um, where we'll be able to find it? What What is the release date? The release date for, uh, here's the whole title, Flirting with Disaster, True Travel Tales of Fear, Failure, and Faith. I'm actually able to say that now without tripping all over myself. That Comes was a out lot March 12th. It's a lot. It's a lot. I know. There are a lot of things I learned about audiobooks, like don't, don't put in words you don't necessarily know how to pronounce. So mm. I learned a lot. Got, got bitten there a couple of times, but um, comes out March 12th. It's available. It'll be available anywhere you buy books, Walmart, Target, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the big guys. Um, if you want it in your local bookstore, all you have to do is ask and they can usually order it. Um, same thing. If you're live, you want it at your library, all you have to do is ask and they'll get it in. And that's also very helpful to me as a writer. And, you know, you can pre-order it now. That's, huge that's something i've learned pre-ordering is everything because if you don't move books your first week your book kind of dies yeah and, and i don't i don't want my book to die and there is a link in the show notes and also on our blog on twotraveldads.com to be able to pre-order and then once it's out to order angie's book flirting with disaster because i love getting to support not just my friends but other writers and people who are following as cheesy as it sounds, following their dreams and making it happen. I love it. Yeah. And you know, we all do it in our own ways, but 
it's nice that we have our little supportive community patting each other on the back and saying, you can do it. I know. You, I mean, if I could write this book and it took me 10 years, I know that you will get yours done. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I will. I will. I promise. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, thank <laughs> right? you so much for being back with me, Angie. I really appreciate it. I'm excited for you and this journey. And I can't wait to have you back to talk about your next book. It's going to be exciting. Thank you for having me. Thank you for um, listening, everyone. And I'm, I'm excited about what's to come. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And be sure to um, share this with somebody that you know needs a good book. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And we will talk to you later. Two Travel Dads podcast is created by Rob and Chris Taylor in St. Augustine, Florida. We'd love to answer your questions here on the podcast, providing both our experience and stories to share our own insights into whatever you're wondering about. Visit twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes to leave your questions and to check out past episodes and show notes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and have an awesome day.